This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hi again, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. It's the Wednesday edition. Beautiful day in New Orleans and across the uh, Gulf South. Rain's on the way, but we're all sunny here. Right, Daniel? In Studio B. <laughs> Glad you're with us. I wish we were talking about a Pelicans win. Uh, last night at the Smoothie King Center, New Orleans lost to the Trailblazers by four. Damian Lillard went crazy. He had 20 points in the fourth quarter. And as Coach Gentry said last night, Early turnovers and then a lack of presence on the glass, specifically giving up too many offensive rebounds to the Trailblazers, uh, spelled a loss for the Pelicans. They've now lost uh, six of their last 11 to straight, uh, but sitting there at five right now. Of course, the standings could change a couple of times between now and Friday night's game against the Cavaliers, but New Orleans still in control of their own destiny. And we'll see how that plays out. We'll talk a lot of Pelicans basketball on today's show with David Wesley. It is a Wesley Wednesday. Uh, David and I cover the last couple of games, how the end of the season might shake out, and, of course, uh, what's going well and maybe not so well with New Orleans here with seven games to go. Hard to believe. On the football side today, we'll check in with Pel- our Saints head coach, Sean Payton. He spoke to the media yesterday at the NFL owners' meetings in Orlando, Florida, covered a wide range of topics Today we'll zero in on coaches' thoughts regarding the free agent signings already inked by the Saints and maybe some needs that still need to be filled here uh, this offseason. And uh, we do uh, today find out, it sounds like, finds out, sounds like, kind of the same thing, uh, that tight end uh, may be being addressed here on Airline Drive as there are reports that tight end Benjamin Watson may be returning to the Saints on a free agent deal. We welcome that news, of course, and we will welcome Ben back uh, if that is the case. Touch more on that in our third segment today. So, good podcast lined up for you today. Always entertaining when David Wesley stops by from Fox Sports New Orleans. We'll get into our weekly visit with him next. In 1907, Dixie Beer was a balanced, refreshing lager, brewed with love and top-quality ingredients, it would grow to become something that connected us. The neighborhood beer of every New Orleans neighborhood. And now, Dixie is back to that 1907 recipe. Original and reinvented, just like its hometown. Visit DixieBeer.com to learn more and always drink Dixie responsibly. Dixie Brewing Company, New Orleans, Louisiana. What is big? Big is an insatiable hunger for victory. Big is a fearsome front court with AD and Boogie. Big is packing the stands, showing your team colors, and making so much noise they give you the team ball. Come see the Pels hit the floor against Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Carmelo Anthony of the Oklahoma City Thunder, Sunday, April 1st. Visit pelicans.com for tickets. New Orleans Pelicans, do it big. Guess what day it is. Hump day! Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Black and Blue Report. Wesley Wednesday is promised, and here he is, David Wesley, joining us with seven games to go. Can you believe it? We're down to almost nothing here, David. It seems like we were just talking about 12 or 13 games, and 
in a blink of an eye, we're down to down to seven. Um, it's funny how you look at the season as a whole and you go, it's a lot of games. And then blink of an eye, you're at the end. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I think the Pelicans are still in good shape, but we've got a lot of things to cover here today on this Wednesday. Uh, David, of course, was on the call with Jewel Myers and Jen Hale last night on Fox Sports New Orleans as the Pelicans lost at home by four to the Portland Trailblazers. What did you take away from that ball game last night? Really good effort. And, and you know, there's a lot of little things that I'm sure they're talking about today. Could have done better. Could have and, and most of it is rebounding, but you know, there was a lot of turnovers by your playmakers, your ball handlers, and too many t- turnovers for this team to win. But such a great effort from a team that at times didn't play their best in Portland and an opportunity on your home floor to go in and get that season series win, have the tiebreaker, all those things, and uh, you let it get away. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. You know, the Pelicans are now 5-6 and six in their last 11. Are you concerned at all um, with seven to go? Well, I, I said uh, at the All-Star break, 15-10, and 10, if you remember that conversation. Uh, I think they've won 12 so far of, of their uh, 25 games. And, it, and it's been a little bit of a struggle, but they've had one of the hardest schedules. Uh, and I still think that if they get to 15 – it may take 16. Uh, you know, that, that guess is going to turn out to be pretty close. And I do believe that getting three out of the last seven, they can do. Getting four out of the last seven is going to be a hump, and they should be in. Yeah, I agree. I think 46 wins is going to be the magic number here. That would put your prediction one off, which pretty darn good, by the way. Um, and crazy to think about this just for a second. If you start to look at playoff possibilities it's not beyond the realm of possibility that you could see Portland in the first round in a 3-6 matchup based on what other teams are doing around you right now well it's it's I was talking about last night on the air how fun it is to watch up and down up and down the Pelicans uh, don't play again until Friday just sitting still up and down up and down it's fun and then you start thinking they can play Portland they play OKC on Sunday. They could play them in the playoffs. Right, uh, right now, I think they're in a 4-5 matchup or pretty close. So it's, it's, um, it's interesting and, and certainly adds more importance to the games that they're playing because you're going to see these teams again, and, and, and certainly you want to have confidence going into those series if you end up seeing them in the playoffs. David, the Pelicans have dropped these two straight here you know, at Houston and then Obviously, last night against Portland, both games were without Rajon Rondo. Um, is that related? Absolutely. I, I think, and, and, and especially his last game was against the Lakers, and you saw his push. You saw his impact on the game, especially in the fourth quarter. You saw how he gets to the basket, how he opens things up for other people, his relationships with seems like everybody out there, not just AD, not just Drew, but everybody, he gets everybody those easy looks, and they feel it. They know it. When you have a guy that's setting the table like that, he's important. His leadership, while he's trying to do it from the bench, isn't the same. Uh, his pace, Drew just doesn't do it like that. Etwan, Ian, none of the other guards do it like that. So 
he sorely missed. Um, and when you're talking about, especially against Portland, such a close margin, to me, great players make up that difference, even if they're not scores. Nikola Mirotic uh, had another tough shooting night last night against the Trailblazers. David, I thought he by now would have gotten his three-point stroke back that we saw him display with the Chicago Bulls this year. Should there be concern right now with regard to Mirotic and what his role is with this team? You know, I don't know about concern. It's late in the season. Um, I don't think he's getting great looks. Uh, last night I watched him shoot after struggling. One of his shots after missing three or four was two guys kind of one low, one high, uh, contested three-point shot that was 30 feet, 35 feet. It's, it's just it's, – it's not necessarily a good shot. I think his shot selection right now isn't the best. Um, and mentally he has to see the ball go through the basket, get some mid-range, get some, something going to the basket. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't think it's concern. Every person goes through, every basketball player goes through these slumps, these, these things. He's been in a little longer than I, as fans, as covering the team as we would hope. But I, I think he'll come out of it, and what better time would it be if, you know, if they can – Managed to get through these last seven. He get a little bit of rhythm going to the playoffs and all of a sudden be that shining light. Fine by me. <laughs> hey, look, you and I both love watching Anthony Davis play every time he steps on the floor. But, man, right there in the enjoyment box is Drew Holiday, who had a triple-double last night and two blocks, one of which was as crazy as I've seen in a long time, chasing down Damian Lillard. Drew Holiday here. Have only missed one game this year, knock on wood. Uh, just what kind of a season is he having right now? Well, I'd like to say that he missed that one game because he was sick and not hurt, which is even better. Yeah. So he's still in one piece and really playing some great basketball. The triple-double was awesome. And as good as the triple-double was, the two blocks that he had at the end of the game were spectacular the chase down to Lillard and and Connington is is the where you're thinking oh no and he overruns a play you're thinking Pelicans need to foul and without fouling he comes back and he basically blocks a dunk both of those plays they the Pelicans get the rebound and have opportunities on the other other side so um I, I love to watch him I love his defense uh, I, you know, I, I love his presence on the floor. I think he gets a little careless with the ball, a little lackadaisical with the ball, uh, and, and not like a casual with the ball sometimes. But, wow, he's, he's special, and he makes a difference, and that's the way the Pelicans need him to play. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, David Wesley here visiting with us. David, go ahead. L preview, if you don't mind, what we're going to see here coming up this weekend. Friday. Cleveland, national television, Sunday back home against Oklahoma City. Can you uh, offer a bullet point or two that will help us observe this weekend? Well, I, I, I hope that Rondo is back because I think that pace will make the difference in that uh, Cleveland game uh, where they can run up and down and, and get easy baskets. Early offense is going to be important. Um, they're not playing great defense. They come in and out of – playing even good defense. So uh, that pace, I think, will give them trouble. Uh, and then you get 
OKC Thunder, who who knows at times what you're going to get out of that group. And uh, exciting to always watch. One of my favorite players to watch is Russell Westbrook. And, um, you know, Russell Westbrook, Drew Holiday, who is one of my favorite defenders in the league on the perimeter. So uh, that's going to be a great matchup and, and fun to watch. But they have to win one or two, they have to win one of those games. They have to. And certainly going out on the road is a benefit for the Pelicans. They play better on the road, even though they have a better home record, I think, now. Um, they've been solid on the road. So um, they're both going to be tough win, tough games, and hopefully they, they win one or both. Yeah. Uh, uh, what I, what I, I can't get my arms around is what the standings might look like on Monday. And there's no way to predict. No way. There's no way to predict, and and I and to me, we've now I've now done this for six years, and and in that six years, you know, other than the year they beat OKC and that was the tiebreaker, they end up getting in in the eighth place spot. This has been the most fun and and the most intriguing. And you talk about come Monday, what's the standings going to look like? Who knows? <laughs> It is crazy, and everybody's playing everybody. I, I think it's an exciting time of year and, and fun to watch. I just looked down at my calendar. We have two more regular season Wesley Wednesdays left, including, how about this, on the last day of the regular season on April the 11th. I think these next two visits will come quickly and with plenty more to talk about. A lot more to talk about, and I think that last Wednesday is against the San Antonio Spurs. Mm which, again, very intriguing game and, and probably going to hold a lot in that game. So uh, the one good thing is this is playoff-type experience. This is playoff atmosphere. And just about three or four of the teams you're playing to finish the season, you might see again. So this is all fun. Giddy up. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. David Wesley on a Wesley Wednesday. Stay with us. We'll look back at the NFL owners' meetings in Orlando as we break down what head coach Sean Payton had to say regarding his and our Saints. Back in a moment. Boom! Now Uber takes you couch to courtside at the tap of a button. Heading to a Pelicans game, Uber helps you pass on the parking and focus on the fun. And if you're still an Uber rookie, you can get $20 off your first ride with code PELICANS18. Uber, a proud partner of your New Orleans Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to do it big with your buds by scoring the Guys Night Out six-pack presented by Loft 18. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets, four beers, and a $20 gift certificate to Loft 18, your ultimate indoor golfing experience, all for as low as $50. Do it big with the next Guys Night Out six-pack presented by Loft 18 on Wednesday, April 4th against the Memphis Grizzlies. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Let's shift our gears to football a little bit. As we mentioned in the opening segment, we're getting 
reports today on this Wednesday that tight end Benjamin Watson is coming back to the New Orleans Saints as a free agent tight end. That's a welcome back for sure, not only because of his production, which was fantastic this past season too, but also because of just the personality that he is in the locker room and the type of person that he is for the community. So great news on that. Uh, meanwhile, as promised, let's go back and, and check in on head coach Sean Payton's comments yesterday to the media at the NFL owners' meetings. Uh, most all of this is available to you on NewOrleansSaints.com. I just want to hit on a couple of things, namely uh, the fact that we had not yet heard from Coach Payton and his thoughts on the free agent signings already this offseason for the New Orleans Saints. And we're talking about Alex Okafor and Patrick Robertson, Demario Davis, um, yeah, I'm forgetting somebody, too. And Kurt Coleman. Um, so, with that being said, here's Coach Payton's thoughts yesterday for the first time publicly about some of the newest Saints. Each one's unique. You know, we, we, try, we try to identify a few areas we're looking for, but also, just as importantly, you know, the player and how does he fit. You know, uh, so for us, depending on uh, our position or our depth, but we saw, you know, a need for a safety. Uh, Kurt, someone I'm familiar with, we, we played him, you know, three times last year. So that's a lot of tape study. Uh, and Mario is uh, a player that we we think has position flexibility. He can play the mic or the will, um, and had a real good season last year. So um, it's really targeting a few guys that we think can help add to what we currently have and, and more importantly, targeting the right guys. All right, another thing that Coach Payton did uh, talk about yesterday was that there are still needs to be filled and some specific ones of that. I mean, it always impacts the draft when when you identify those musts and those musts don't have any flexibility. You, we, we, we have to uh, accomplish that. And uh, now there's still... A lot of time and a lot of uh, opportunities, if you will, prior to the draft. But certainly, uh, we've got to look closely at that during the draft. Is it offensive guy, receiver, tight end, something that's still kind of a priority too? Those are must positions too. And obviously, those can be addressed in the upcoming free agency that's left, and of course, the NFL draft, which comes to us next month. Speaking of. We're going to begin next week our draft preview series here on the Black and Blue Report. We'll have uh, just enough time to probably hit um, the, 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 the key teams, I guess, with regard to how it relates to the Saints in the NFL draft. We'll begin that process on Monday, and, of course, we'll be talking about the, the NFC South teams as to what they might be looking for in the upcoming draft. All right, so with that, we'll uh, say goodbye on this Wednesday. We're looking forward to Friday night at Cleveland for the Pelicans, Cavaliers, and Pels. That's a nationally televised game that will tip off at 7 Central, even though it's on the East Coast time frame. Uh, 7 here, a little bit later for the guys uh, at Quicken Loans Arena. Uh, and, of course, local radio coverage on the Pelicans radio network. Uh, the, uh, the ladies will be in for the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report on Friday. That should be awfully good. And then, of course, we'll see you at home on Sunday. Easter Sunday for Pelicans and Thunder in a massively important game at 5 p.m. Central Time. Thanks to David Wesley today. Thanks to our Saints digital media team for getting us the uh, Sean Payton sound from yesterday and, of course, Daniel Sowerson, too. I'm Sean Kelly. Until the Alvin Gentry Show tomorrow night on 99.5 WRNO-FM, 
or Pelicans basketball on Friday night. We'll uh, we'll see you later. This is the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans.